And my friends, in a very similar way in life, we see that we're very poor in dealing with divine delays within our lives. The in-between period when God pauses things, and he does that masterfully. If you're watching a program on TV now, you can just pause the pro program and wait and go do something else. Well, God oftentimes pauses or presses the pause button within our lives and he freezes us in moments and we're very, very uncomfortable with that. And we see in scripture that oftentimes God delays what men wanted to do. In the Old Testament, we've got example after example where God pushes the button of delay. And we see that at times people dealt with it very poorly, running ahead of God, doing things, and we see the consequences that follow are sometimes horrendous when they run ahead of God's timing. Other times, more notably, when we look at Joseph's life, we see that oftentimes God paused, pressed the pause button and said to him, you're not going to step into the promise that I have given to you. You're going to have to wait. And when you look at Joseph's life as a young boy, we see that um, an incredible prophetic word was given to him where his brothers and others would, as it were, bow before him. But it was prophetic in the picture that one day when Egypt went through a famine, that Joseph's time would come and he would step up. I think it was something like a 30-year, 33-year pause within his life. 18 on the one side and then because of his age. And so we see that all of these things happened within his own life he didn't understand it, but he's a wonderful example of hearing what God has to say and to be patient for God to open doors. I remember a personal story. I was about 17 and a half living in South Africa, and um, I had applied to go to Bible college in America, and we had applied, and the process was very difficult because I had to sign up for um, border duty, and um, that meant I had to go um, into military service for two years, and my heart's desire was to go to Bible college, and so we had to work through all of the red tape, go through the proper channels, and it was delayed and delayed. We had bought my ticket, the college had accepted me, but... The visa was dependent on the government giving the green light. And I remember it was on the Monday that I got the visa to go to America. And my flight was supposed to leave on the Thursday. But God pressed the delay button for reasons that I only understood later. I want to ask you the question. Are you in a place where God 
has delayed things within your life. Doesn't matter what you do, you have to be patient. You've understood. Are you trying to manipulate your way out of it? Because with the resources that we have, we can do that well. Are you trying to scheme to do things on the side to get your way to run ahead of God? Where do you find yourself at this time within the season of your life when God purposefully has pressed the delay button? It's a wonderful passage in the New Testament that I would like us to go to. And the passage is found in John chapter 11. And we're going to read verses 1 to 11. John chapter 11, verses 1 to 16. I'd like you to turn to that passage. It's the story of Lazarus' resurrection. And it has a very interesting beginning. Jesus hears Lazarus is sick and declares, this sickness will not end in death, but it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. What happens the next moment? You guessed it. Lazarus dies. When Jesus heard about Lazarus' illness, he waited two days before leaving. And the Bible says, on his way, Lazarus dies. You can hear the heartbreak of Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha. Both weep before the Lord and they say, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Jesus could have saved their brother. Why on earth did he delay? Why didn't he just speak the word while he was far off? For Lazarus to rise. Why couldn't he just have gotten up straight away and healed him and raised him from the dead? Have you ever asked a similar question? You probably ask God to do something, to heal a loved one, to bring your child to Christ, or to take you out of terrible circumstances. But nothing has changed. My friends, God's delays are hard to process. The temptation is to doubt him, to lose faith in his love, or even to doubt his ability to answer your prayer. How should we respond when God delays? What should we do? That's the all-important question that we need to ask ourselves. Well, let's read verses 1 to 16 and just see what God is saying, and it just lays a bit of a foundation. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, who, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one 
you love your sick. Isn't that beautiful? It's not the one who loves you, but it's the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago the Jews tried to stone you and yet you are going back. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. But I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps... He will get better. They didn't quite get it, did they? Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So when he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I'm glad I was not there, so that you may have believe. There's always a purpose in delays. Jesus tells them, one of the reasons why. He says, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, Thomas, doubting Thomas, let us also go that we may die with him. We have four groups of people here. The first group, or the first person, is Lazarus. His name in the Greek is Lazarus, which comes from the Hebrew word Eliezer, meaning God has helped. Isn't that so prophetic? He was a quiet person, but a close friend of Jesus. During the span of this chapter, we see that Lazarus dies and is raised from the dead. Afterwards, his family held a banquet in honor of Jesus. Lazarus was seated with Jesus. And John tells us that a large crowd came to see both of them. Perhaps, you know, about 100, 200 people. So powerful was Lazarus' witness that the hostile authorities decided not only to kill Jesus, but also Lazarus. And it says in John chapter 12, 11, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. The purpose of this delay was so that people would believe. Not only his disciples, but many others. And we have Martha, another family member who was made famous by Luke's record 
of an earlier meeting in their house. Jesus was there and Martha was working hard to take care of things. But her sister Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to his teaching. Martha complained, Lord, do you not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Tell them to help me. So we have Martha here. Such an incredible woman. And we'll talk a little bit more about her a little bit later. And then you have Mary. Lazarus gave his witness to Jesus. And Martha gave Jesus her service. But the third family member, Martha, gave herself to Jesus. Practically every time we see Mary, she is sitting at the feet of Jesus, which in that day was the proper posture of a disciple to learn. So we see something of this lady's heart. As they are going through this ordeal of delay, remember, this was one of Jesus' closest friends, Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. If Jesus just wanted to get away from the crowd, if he just wanted to put up his feet, and relax, he would go to the home of these siblings. They refreshed him. They took care of him. He really felt loved by them. The news reaches him that Lazarus was like his brother, the one who you loved, had died. Both Mary and Martha would have expected Jesus to leave everything and rush them. I would have expected that, wouldn't you? But he didn't. He waited two days. Have you ever had a situation where you expected someone to come to your aid straight away and they take their time? You get the picture. This is where they find themselves. My friends, when we're in a place of delay, it's not always that easy to understand why the delay has taken place. And so what I've done within my life when I've had delays within my life and there's frustration that creeps into my heart, I, I seek for God to strengthen me during that time instead of trying to find out why I'm in this place of delay. Because actually, most of the time, we only find out why God has delayed the process at the end of the time. Would you agree? And we look back. So don't try and spend all of your time on trying to figure out the whys of the delay. You're going to be waiting a while. Instead, fall back upon the mercy and the grace of God when you're in this time of delay. Let him carry you. Let him help you. Let him sustain you. Get through the next minute of the day and then the next minute after that and the next minute after that. Don't try and run ahead. Don't manipulate. Don't try and do things your way. Be patient. But you see, you say, well, how do I find strength and courage in the midst of the delay that I'm in? 
Well, very simply, go to Jesus who understands your delay. You'd say, well, that's pretty basic. It is actually profound. I want you to see what Mary and Martha did here. So firstly, Martha, in chapter 11, verses 21 to 6, Martha said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you what you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? And this is what I love about Martha. She goes directly to Jesus and she pours out her heart to him. Go to Jesus, my friends, who understands your frustration. Oftentimes we think it is a lack of faith if we go to Jesus and we open up our hearts to him. My friends, he enjoys it when we give him the real you. Give Jesus your real you. He can handle it. He's God. He wants you to cry out to him. And my friends, oftentimes in that place, Strength will arise from Jesus when you give him your emotions, when you give him your thoughts. I thought it was quite bold for Martha to say to Jesus, and I wonder in what tone she said. She said, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Do you think she's blaming him a little bit? Come on, tell me the truth. I think she had a little bit of a dig at Jesus here. Why, as we may see a little bit later, you'll see that Martha was more of a factual person. She got the facts together and she said to Jesus, at the moment, Jesus, one and one does not equal two. (laughs) Jesus, you're the one who loves Lazarus. We asked you to come. You didn't come. So do you think you acted in real love towards him? Maybe something like that. I don't know. But she was very factual. Many of us are so factual because we've got our little boxes that we live in. And we want to make sure that we understand what goes on. And my friends, let me tell you something. The spiritual journey that we are on, we can't always understand what happens. But Jesus, nevertheless, loves it when we come and we give him the facts. (laughs) And that is how Mary operated. That was her love language, was being very, very factual. And then you'll see, Mary was more emotional She says, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, she was deeply, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. 
Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Now, it's very interesting. When Jesus answered Martha, he answered her factually, didn't he? He said to her, I am the resurrection and the life, truth. The one who believes in me will live. Truth. Even though they die, truth. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Truth. And then he says, do you believe this? That's the way he deals with Martha. On a factual basis, my friends, Jesus is so kind and gracious. He will step into your world and he'll deal with you according to your love language. Isn't he kind? He's a wonderful God. I love him for that. Mary, on the other part, is really, really emotional. Jesus could have given her all the facts that she needed, but he doesn't. He steps into her emotional world. Men, if you are more factual, learn this truth from Jesus. Sometimes you need to step into the emotional world of your wife. Amen? Oh, that was pretty poor. Good, thank you. And how about it, you ladies who are so factual, there are times you need to step into the emotional world of your husband. Amen? Yeah. Yeah, that's one you could figure out over lunch today. But this is why I just love Jesus. (laughs) Because he just gets into our lives. And he makes himself comfortable in our uncomfortable worlds. And he ministers strength and grace to us. This is our God. He's not far off. He is near. Go to Jesus, who understands your your frustration. And out of this point, we will actually find out one of the reasons why God delays a process. I'll tell you why. Because within Mary and Martha and the others that I'm not speaking about now, we see that he delayed the process of coming to them because he wanted them to get their houses in order. Who knows what was happening between Mary and Martha relationally? And they couldn't handle what God was going to do, so he was delaying the process so that they could actually get together so that they could get their house in order. My friends, some of you are in a place of delay because your house is out of order. And God is going to wait until you get your house in order before he presses, unpresses the pause button. Get your house in order. It's very, very interesting, just the scripture that I randomly picked for this point. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, for example. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner, and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. If a husband and wife is out of sync, get things right, husbands, so that your prayers will not be hindered. Wow, this is the word of God. 
get your houses in order. It can relate to any other matter. I mean, sometimes you're at a point on a business venture and you're wondering why it's taking so much time. It's because your finances are not in order. God will press the pause button. Get your finances in order so that God can trust you with more. Get your house in order. Sometimes God wants to um, propel you into the next stage of what he has for you. But there isn't harmony between you and your wife or husband or whoever is involved in the situation. God says, get your house in order before you can step into the next place. My friends, when we're in a place of delay, it is actually a blessing for us. If God didn't do it, we would get into serious trouble. Wait for the salvation of the Lord. Work out your salvation, Paul says to the church at Philippi, with fear and trembling. Work it out. Secondly, how do we find strength and courage in the midst of delay? We find strength and courage in the midst of delay when we step into God's ways. Don't try and do it yourself. As I say, don't try and manipulate the situation so you can get out of it what you want. You're going to mess up. And the devil is going to sift you like wheat when you run ahead of God. Step into God's ways. The will of God is the safest place to be in. Amen? Also, embrace God's ways when you're in the will of God because God's ways brings health to all involved. John chapter 11 verse 22 says, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you asked. We see here that Martha, the factual one, stepped into God's ways in this place of delay and she knew that one of the ways of God was prayer. She understood that even Jesus, the Son of God, knew how to converse with God. She knew that Jesus had an open heaven with his Father, and she said, I know that whatever you ask of your Father, he will give to you. She understood the ways of God. My friends, in the midst of delay, one of the most powerful things that you could learn is the ways of God. Go to the scriptures, read it, find out what his ways are, and you will prosper. It'll, you'll be blessed. It'll be good for your soul. Step into God's ways when you're going through this time. Martha announced that Jesus was the Christ the Messiah of Israel. This lady has an incredible theological insight. Second, Chile, Martha acknowledged Jesus as the Son of God. And thirdly, she confessed that Jesus was the coming one who had been prophesied to come into the world to save his people. 
this woman, Martha, pause at her place. You will learn so much from this woman. She had such a deep faith. Why? She was willing to step into the ways of God. Don't do your own thing. Because you see, one of the reasons, and the second reason why God delays things within our lives is so that he can increase your capacity because he wants to give you more. When you step into the ways of God, your capacity is increased and God can entrust more to you. Don't run ahead of him. Don't manipulate. Don't scheme your way in and out of things. Some of us are pretty good schemers. We can talk our way in and out of anything. If you've been a Christian for long enough, you'd be able even to try and manipulate God and say, this is what I need now. And my friends, sometimes God steps back and he says, okay, go, go, so that we could learn our lesson. But my friends, you circumvent the purpose of God, which is to increase your capacity for more. Delay is there so that you can get stronger and so that you can become bigger inside because God wants to house something very importantly that comes through in the third point, which is his glory. Very hard to handle and to carry God's glory when your capacity is small. Some of you are wondering why God isn't entrusting more to you. It's because you will not handle the glory of God well. He's pressing the button of delay upon your life. So to find strength and courage in the midst of delay, and I'm going to end with this point, live your life to the glory of God. It's one of the things we spoke a lot about last year through the book of Philippians, that we as a church exist for his glory and for his praise. That's our passion. We wait for him to open up the doors. We wait for him to say, go, then we go. Even though there may may be pressure from everywhere to step and to go, we do it for his glory and for his praise so we're not people pleasers. John chapter 11, verse 4 says, When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God. God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Isn't that beautiful? Delays brings the right people together at the right time for the right reasons for God's purpose and for God's use. And that is how glory is released. John the Baptist said, I must decrease so that he can increase. Less of me, but so much more of him. My friends, delays happen so that it is less of what I want and is more of what God wants. That's how glory 
comes to earth. That's how Jesus is seen. He said, this happened so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. My friends, oftentimes when we've wanted to do things here and it hasn't quite worked, I just had to step back because I can manipulate things pretty well. Been doing this for 37 years. So I've learned how to manipulate people and I've learned how to manipulate situations. And I think I've learned how to manipulate God. How many of you know you could never manipulate him? Just when you think you've manipulated him, what actually happens is he steps back and he says, okay, go on, go on, do your thing. How many of you know you never want to be at that place? It's the scariest place to be. But what I've learned is that when I take that step backwards and I humble myself before him, I decrease and he increases. (laughs) My friends, it is a season where you need to step back. You need to humble yourself because he wants to send his glory to glorify his son Jesus. And he wants to do it through you through your family, through your marriage, through the church that you're a part of. Step back and say, Lord, I believe. Esther, chapter 4, verse 4, says this. For if you remain silent at a time, at this time, relief and deliverance will come from the Jews, and uh, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your farmer's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for a time as this. That's God's purpose, is to promote you at the right time for a time as this, as he did with Esther. Don't lose courage. Don't lose courage. Rather get your house in order. Don't lose courage. He's increasing your capacity. Don't lose courage. He's putting all of the moving parts together so that he can get the glory in the situation.